Good morning, everybody. We are back here after Yontaf. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am so excited. It's been ages since we've been here. It is after Chag when you are listening to this. I feel like so much time has gone by. Um, and we are thrilled to be back on air with a brand new show. Um, always exciting. I love I love my job and I love meeting all the great people. We've had the so far season six has been rocking and rolling and eating, a lot of eating. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I know I can hear you said in your sleep. Um, I'm a kosher personal chef, cookbook author, I give cooking classes, run chop competitions, anything food related. I'm somehow involved with, which is a little crazy. Um, so um, I want to hear about your food experiences too. How was Yontif? Did you make anything from my book? Let me know. Uh, or anything you made on your own or ate somewhere that was fun or went somewhere that was fun. Let me know because I'd really love to hear this coming Sunday is the Crown Heights food crawl. So excited for that. We had the guys on the air a couple of weeks ago, took home like four burgers because we couldn't eat any more after that great show. Um, but we're really excited to uh, continue and talk. And we have an amazing lineup. Uh, just before we talk about my guests, I just want to do a quick restaurant roundup. It's been a little while uh, since I've done one. Um, we spoke about on last time, on last show, we spoke about Memphis and how fabulous um, the Memphis restaurant, uh, restaurant was in uh it's actually located in the JCC, um, but I really loved it. Um, and, of course, Ricky's Cookies. But now let's give Toronto Saint and St. Louis and Brooklyn some shout-outs. In Toronto, I went to two places a couple of weeks ago, went for a family wedding, and I had a place called The Pantry. Absolutely fabulous. Really out-of-the-box dairy restaurant, which I really appreciate. I feel like they all serve the same food, but this was really different. So if you're a big... If you're in Toronto, or maybe just go there to eat. I don't know. You know me. I would travel anywhere to eat. So go try out the pantry. And Hermes Bakery, I hope I'm saying that correctly. They had a kokosh cake that was to die for. Chocolate oozing out owned by my friend's family, Fakey Grossman's family, longtime Torontonian family, if that's how you say it. Um, and I just absolutely squeezed out that bubka the, 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 from the kokosh cake that chocolate filling was insane people had told me about it and then I got to try and it was absolutely fabulous okay St. Louis the Ted Drew's ice cream um Deanie Klein had told us about it Deanie's originally from St. Louis now she's in Florida we miss her terribly sending you kisses Deanie from New York um it's at Ted Drew's uh he was a guy a not Jewish guy who owned a massive ice cream place out in St. Louis Iconic, looks like the 1960s. If you had gone onto my Instagram stories, you will have seen how fantastic that place is. Looks so Americana. And the guy had heart surgery and his doctor was Jewish. And the doctor, he, he's, after he had a great recovery, Ted said to his doctor, what can I do for you? And he said, make your Ted ice cream, your Ted Drew's ice cream kosher. And he did. And it has become just such a popular thing, um, a hangout for Jews and non-Jews alike to eat incredible, that it's not really called ice cream, it's called custard. Because I think the high percent of fat, if it has more than a certain, like Rita's ice cream, it has more than a certain amount of fat, it's actually called uh, custard, not ice cream. So there you go, a little health fact there or non-health fact. 
Shout out to Meraki in uh, Flatbush on right off uh, Kings Highway. Amazing food uh, by Chef Mayor Elioz. Everyone go follow him. Go to Meraki. It's actually Parv or Sephardic Moroccan Israeli food. Brilliant. It's one of the best Israeli restaurants outside of Israel. And to my dear good friend, I saved the best for last, Chayseri Lina and her husband Shlomi opens up. It's called Breadberry Local. It's not the supermarket. Let's not get it confused. It is amazing. It's a cafe inside an office building in Borough Park. Salads, soups, sushi, wraps, yogurt bar, granola bar, overnight muesli, you name it, they've got it. Pastry, dairy pastries. Why would you have power of pastries when you're in a milk restaurant? Like, amazing. So, everybody, please go follow Breadberry Local and go eat there. It actually might even be worth a trip to Borough Park for. Seriously, you just have to find parking. Yeah. But I just wanted to do a little restaurant roundup while it's the Hagim are over and we don't want to think about cooking. We can actually go out to eat. So, give them a little shout out. Um, so, let's go back a couple of weeks in time. My good friend, Chef Eitampanath, a friend of the Nacham Siegel Network, has been on the studio at least four or five times, um, is joining me today on the phone because Chef Eitan's actually in 10th grade. So, he couldn't make it in. Couldn't make it in, so we dragged him out of the kitchen, and we are thrilled to have him on air. He's back at school because he had so much time off from school over the Chagim that he is he, he couldn't come in. So we're going to have him today over the phone. We'll have him in in the studio again. Welcome, Chef Eitan Banath. Hi, Naomi. How are you? Good. You are a superstar beyond words. Thank you. You too. Oh, no. You are too kind, but really, you are the superstar. You grew like 10,000 followers over the summer. Yeah, it was amazing. I was with a lot of um, really cool people, got a lot of exposure, um, and I just did a lot of work working hard, and yeah, it really has been paying off. You know, it's amazing. When you say working hard, this kid is, I I don't want to call you a kid. It's not, it's not. He's a a young adult because he's wise and and, and knows so much and, and has deep insight into everything. And, and Eitan, you are amazing. Let's, Thank you. Let's, let's um, talk about the highlight of last month because I guess now it's three, four weeks later after the show has aired. Tell us mm-hmm. about how you ended up on Food Network. So as you might have remembered, um, back, in, well, back when I was 11, um, I had, this goes way back, back when I was 11, um, I had just filmed Chop, the, my episode of Chop, but I was still, it hadn't come out yet, so I couldn't tell anyone, and I'd met Guy Fieri at, um, at a book signing for one of his books, and uh, there were hundreds of people there, so I couldn't tell him, I was, again, I wasn't allowed to tell anyone, but he is Guy Fieri, so I'm sure I could have told him, he's one of the most famous Food Network stars, um, but there were hundreds of people there, so I couldn't tell him. Um, but when I met him, he, I like totally dressed up as him. The perm before, I dressed up like him. I had his whole wig, his goatee, glasses, chef <laughs> jacket, everything. Uh, and I wore that there, and he like flipped out. He like put on his sunglasses on me, had me sit down in his chair. It was like crazy. Uh, and so I met him that time. And then about a year ago, I met him again at a book signing. It's kind of just like crazy. I heard about it, like, on, I think on Instagram, I saw him post about it um, during the school day. 
that he was doing a book signing at Barnes & Noble in Paramus, I believe, or some Barnes & Noble were very close to my school. And I, I go, I now go to my mom's, the school my mom works at, um, Frisch. And so I ran to her office. I'm like, Mom, I need to meet Guy Fieri again tonight. So it was like a crazy night. So, um, so I went and you know waited online for hours. And then when I met him again, the coolest part was he actually remembered me. I mean, how could he forget my crazy costume? <laughs> uh, and so I met him again. I finally was able to tell him about Chopped, about my whole cooking career on my food blog, uh, which was really awesome to tell my idol about that. And uh, then at the end, I had given him my business card and said, if you have time, I sent my blog, thinking, you know, he's a super busy guy and everything, probably won't have time. Lo and behold, um, we're driving home, and literally no less than 20 minutes later, I had waiting in my inbox an email from uh, one of his people asking me to be on the show. It was like the best uh, it was like the best email subject line, like in the whole world. It was like, guys goes for games want to speak to Aton, want to speak to Aton per guy's request, which <laughs> I like flipped out, screaming in the screaming, screaming, screeching. Yeah, it, I was literally me and my mom were on the side of my house. Me and my mom, sorry, me and my mom were on the side of the house. Um, Aton, one second, sorry, is that you? The car alarm just went off near me. Oh, car um, alarm, and my it's mom okay. were freaking out on the side of our house that I got on the show. It was crazy. Um, well, well, then I had to go on the show, but that he asked to interview me for the show. And, uh, um, and then, so we were freaking out. And then, you know, tons of interviews, emails, different interview questions uh, later, um, I we found out I got on the show and I was flown out to uh, it, it was in, near San Francisco with my mom and we filmed the episode, which was so much fun. And um, so yeah, we filmed the episode and I was on a super fan episode because I'm a guy feeling super fan. So cool. That is so yeah. cool. So um, we had the episode air like at Somgadalia. We literally broke, broke our fast at the uh, Banath household. Mama Banath made a beautiful um, milkic meal for us and Chef Aitan made three kinds of sauces for his friends and family. And we watched Aitan. I watched yeah. Aitan watch Aitan. I was yeah. actually watching you watch yourself. Oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I took some pictures of you watching your, your thing. I have to send them to you. So how was the next day back at school? It was great. Everyone was super supportive. Um, a lot of people watched it, told me they watched everything. Yeah, it was it was really great. Were you a hero the next day at school? Everybody want your autograph or they're already like, Aton, we know you're awesome? <laughs> no. Or like, ah, Aton, whatever. <laughs> no, people I know you. awesome, yeah. Like, like you know, my my... my some of my friends are like, how come everybody knows you? Like, they don't know about the food scene. So, like, mm-hmm. did you, do you have that still? Like, or everybody knows that you're in the food scene and they have a following? Uh, everyone in my school, yeah. It's cool. You're like the cool kid on the block. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about what's next for Aton Banath. Uh, so what I've got going on now is don't um, say history. a lot of work. History 101, down the hall. You're not going to say that, right? Oh, uh, <laughs> actually, I think I have um, Humash next. Okay. But Can't... Uh, what's, what I'm going on going on now is I have 
I'm doing a lot of work on my food blogging, mm-hmm. uh, my blog. Um, so I do a lot of work on that, doing food photography for different brands like Manischewitz. Um, That's cool. Manish- I know you're doing some art for them too, right? I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where we're up to, but something we've had a conversation. <laughs> so I'm doing that. Um, yeah, I'm doing some food photography. So a lot of just like recipe developing, different things like that. Um, also, I just got, you know, the big Instagram account, the Feed Feed? Yeah, well, I know what that is, but let's explain to the Feed Feed to our viewers who aren't so familiar with that, what Feed Feed is. Uh, so the Feed Feed is like a crowdsource. The website and Instagram page, there's probably other social media, but their main thing is their website and their Instagram, and they kind of like highlight different food bloggers and people all over social media and the internet. Uh, and on Instagram, they have around uh, 1.3 million followers. 1.3 million. That's insane. Yeah. Um, wow. And, and so, yeah, so I just got, I'd done it in the past, but I, I'd done this in the past, but I just got a regular spot on their Instagram story to oh my do, God. <laughs> to do um, cooking lives and um, doing, like, different cooking demo lives. Uh, not lives, sorry, like, short videos. And, um, uh, you know, the Instagram story for their account, which is really exciting because that's great exposure and they're a ton of fun to do. I am so proud and so impressed. We are freaking out for you. That is amazing. Amazing. So what kind of things have you done for them for Feed Feed? What kind of um, uh, stories, past, recipes? Oh, I'm blinking oh, blink out right now. Re- in the past, didn't you do I've pizza? done different recipes for my blog. I think I've done... Oh, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm blinking out right now. It's okay. It's he's in the middle of class here, people. Remember, he's in the middle of a school day. This guy is amazing. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I think you did a pizza one once, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did like the... Um, the perf- I think I did like perfect margarita pizza. Something, yeah. something along those lines. But I've done, I've done like, I think at least four or five. Um, but now... It's really great to have a regular spot in there. So I'm not sure if it's like monthly or every other week, something like that. But I'm really excited for it. It's unbelievable. You just grow Baruch Hashem every day. It's it's amazing watching Thank someone. You. And 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 you know we keep this in perspective. And I'm not putting it down. He's young. He's in the tenth grade and he's managing school. And he does really well in school. Mama tells me. I, I know Mama Banath. We're good friends. Uh-huh. Sabrina tells me. He's a good... Eitan is a very good student. This is not like something he'd do because he's not academic. He's smart boy. So he's just focused and driven. And it's so unusual. What could you say to any of our young audience who want, wants to do something in any industry? What words of inspiration can you give us young, as the young adults and even my older listeners? What would you give us? What would yeah, you say I would really to say to everyone, the adults, and I say especially to the kids, but also the adults, anyone at any age, is like really never think your dream or what you want to accomplish is like too too big or too crazy. Because like you really, if you work hard for it, like nothing can stop you from achieving your dream. Like don't think, oh, I'm too young to compete on the food network. Don't or if, let's say you're into sports, so oh, I'm too young to try to do try to do professionally or art i'm too young to try selling my art like your age or too old like your age really uh, i don't think can def- i don't think it defines what you can accomplish that, that's actually very inspirational I, I like that okay i hope everyone takes that to heart can we just go back a little bit to food network something that i observed mm-hmm. and i want to share with everyone other 
a lot of people don't have televisions. They couldn't watch it live, but some people had watched it through into in, uh, through Instagram. Eitan wore his yamoka. He didn't take it off and wore a baseball cap to pretend he wasn't Jewish or from. He wore his yamoka on set so proudly. Such a kiddish Hashem. I just know that Hashem had so much nachas as well as with the rest of us. Um, but how did you know what to make if you couldn't taste the food? What What was the process there? Could you share that with us? Uh, so, yeah. So, obviously, like you said, I did wear my kippah. And, obviously, I also could not taste any of the food. So, uh, I, I mean, I was very upfront with them whenever I auditioned for any TV shows. I tell them right away, I try, I don't like try to hide it and then just show up on the show and then not taste anything. Like I let them know, like I can't taste any of the food I make, um, but I can cook non-kosher things. The only thing that I can't cook, even cook, not just taste, is uh, mixing meat and milk. So I'm very upfront with them. So they know, they do, they do a lot of research so that they make sure like the challenges they give you, like they want to give me a challenge or making like a Philly cheesesteak sandwich right, or so I a just, cheeseburger because they know I can't. Right. So I just that. want to pause that. This is actually something about halacha. I know this because I've got friends who have gone to chef school who could not eat anything. Even if you're not eating it or you're giving it to an, someone who's not Jewish, you still are not allowed to cook meat and milk together. So Yes. That's okay. what I've been And saying. they understood that. And they understood that and respected that. Yes, totally. They were, they were amazing about that. And then luckily, um, on the show, we each got a Food Network star mentor to, uh, to like, help us and give us guidance and, um, and kind of just, like, if we have a question or whatever, be in the kitchen. Part of, the sh- part of like, in the round, guy would let them in in the kitchen actually help us cook. Uh, so I did have Artie, my mentor, Artie Sequeira, uh, sorry, Sequeira, and she was really great. They didn't show as much. They didn't show it all on the, on the show, because remember, it's, it's highly edited down. Um, cause it's actually two days of filming going to the one hour episode. And, um, so yeah, she was like my taste bud. So she, uh, when I made, for example, the turkey burger, she was the one who took a piece and tasted it to make sure that it was seasoned right. Or she tried the guacamole. She tried, um, my salsa verde, all those different things. Um, that, that was really great having her to try it. When I, when I, you know, I'm chopping, I was 11, um, actually didn't have anyone. So that I really was just. Oh, really? You didn't have someone that, try the food for you? No. I really, I ah. was just hoping my, what I put was good. And you were 11 at the time. Choices. Crazy. Yeah. I know when Rabbi Hecht did it, one, he asked one of his fellow contestants to try his food. On when yeah, he was I, on I, Chopped. I don't think I thought of that. I was like so focused on cooking and everything. Right. Amazing. Amazing. What a rock star. What a rock star. Um, the summer was amazing for you. Your presence Currently, what you're up to right now is amazing. We cannot wait to see what you've got up to. We're going to, uh, Eitan, you've got your tickets already for uh, Kosher Feast and Blogger Conference. and. Yep, and uh, it's in my calendar. And it's in the calendar. We're giving you a note from school. we got a busy, exciting day because the rest of the in, the, uh, the rest of the hour on t- table for two is um, going to be with talking about Melinda on the phone talking about Jewish Food Media Conference and Esty Berkowitz in the house, in the studio. We're oh, hi, be- Esty. Hi. <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk to Esty about that also. Eitan, thank you so much for joining us. Um, oh, thank you for having me. This is a lot class. of fun. Yeah, always. It's funny that we're doing a phone interview. You've always been able to get out of um, class to get here, but I know it's a bit hard right now, right after the Chagim. So please thank yeah, your and principal. and I have a math test today. Oh, <laughs> math Good test. luck. Isn't your mother the head of the math department? 
Hello? Yes. <laughs> we couldn't get you out for that? <laughs> no, it's Right. Yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll do it. We'll do this again soon. Nathan, good luck with everything. Give our best to the kids in Frisch. Congratulations to the whole Frisch school for having you part of their team and and uh, being doing so well. Aitan, can we tell them? I mean, it's already aired, so we know that Aitan was not the winner um, of the mm-hmm. grand prize, but he was the winner with all of us because he was there. Um, did you get to take home some prizes? Uh, so, yeah, so we did get to keep, actually, well, part, one thing I brought, um, I printed out this, like, canvas print of uh, of, Guy, of Guy Fieri because I have different people, like, I hang up a lot of different people I look up to in my room. So I brought that, and after after we had finished filming and we were about to leave, um, I asked if I could see Guy again um, with it in his trailer, uh, and I talked to him for a minute, and I had him sign that, and also... Um, I had brought him a pic- the picture of me dressed up as him with him from the first time at him, so I gave that to him. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, which actually asked me to sign, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's so uh, cute, Aitan. And then additionally, um, me and Austin, the other runner-up, we both got um, 2500 um, as well. Uh, plus, each other chef gets to take home this, like, um, this like plate signed by all the Food Network stars, which was really awesome. Okay, that's cool. Really Hatzlacha Rabba for everything. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks at the all the food the food trifecta, the kosher food trifecta. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys. All right. Thanks, Eitan. Regards to uh, your parents. Oh, thank you. And tell Melinda I say hi when she comes on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> M- Melinda's going to be over the phone. All right. Awesome. She's not coming into the show. We're going to have uh, we're going to have Melinda by phone. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks, Eitan. Bye. Go do your math test. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Our chef, Eitan Vanath. Isn't he amazing, Esty? I can't. I can't believe he's so young. I know, right? And so skilled. And he's a wise. Knows what to do. He's a wise old soul. He really is. You know, he, he used to a great say. Great family, too. Yeah, great really family. Nice. Mum and dad are so supportive. The schools are so supportive. We went to the viewing party with the Strausses, and um, some of his rebellion came also from Frisch. It's just really inspirational. And to have that keeper on his head, and as I said, like he could have worn a baseball cap easily. He you know. did the right thing. And he did the right thing. He was too cool for school, that kid. <laughs> really Okay, Aitan, thank you for being an inspiration to me and the elders. Everyone in the industry. <laughs> wow. Not just the kids. <laughs> yeah, so follow along, Chef Aitan Banath. Okay, yes. cool. Uh, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Right here on the Lower East Side. It is a fantastic hour that we're having. We've started off with a big kickoff with Aitan. Um, okay, uh, I have Esty Berkowitz in the studio. We are supposed to have Melinda Strauss in as well in the studio and she was going to be my ride home yes. <laughs> back because Melinda and I live in the same neighbourhood and I came early this morning by train because I went to the farmer's market first. Whenever I can, I try to go to Union Square just to walk around and spend. Some people spend a lot of money on candy and nash. I spend a lot of money on fruits and vegetables because I love seasonal fruits and vegetables from local farmers. And um, I kind of bought a lot of stuff and waiting for Melinda to, after the studio. She was going to drive me back. But poor Melinda's not Aww. feeling well. So, refer Shalema to you, Mel, um, and feel better. So, we're going to bring Melinda onto the phone in a little bit. But every year we try to get together. I think we've already done a little interview earlier on in the year. But now as we get closer. We are getting closer. Uh, this is airing October 20th. So, Koshif there is we're talking about four weeks away. Very close. Be'erech, give or take. 
So um, it's really exciting. Esty, you are the founder, along with your friend, our friend, Roberta Sher. Yes. Out there in um, Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Yep. Um, when did you start Kosher Feast? Well, we're in our seventh year. Seven, wow. I think I've been to, I think, four or Four, four, four or five of them. I, I think I missed the first two. You did. You did. Because the first one really was in a conference room <laughs> at the Javits. I mean, yeah. It, at the, the Javits Center. Not the Javits. In the Midlands. Sorry. Sorry. See, caucus. Um, that's when originally there was no Instagram. There was really Twitter. And we kind of reached out online to say, who, who's going to be at Kosher Fest? So we found out and we had a conference room upstairs. So that was really the was, beginning. Was there feasting involved? There was food, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but it was great. Um, so the whole thing really evolved, and the next year we grew, and we went to a restaurant, and uh, we, we sold out, and then we had to continue growing because more and more people came onto the scene. More and more people were discovering that they wanted to use a platform to showcase their talents, their skills, their passions. So we now are in our seventh year, and we plan to have an extraordinary event with incredible people who, in fact, you know, Shannon Sarna, you know, uh, she came to one of our, the second one, and she's come every year, and that's before the Nasher. You know, she had just started with the Nasher. So who knew that she was going to become a cookbook author? And a personality, I mean, making these videos. So it's so nice to see. Like she even said, that's where she met, I believe, uh, Ali Ravadi, who is dinner in Venice, who I haven't heard much from lately. But in those days, the, the group wasn't so big. Right. It was small. Right. Alexandra Ravati. Alexandra. Sorry. Alexandra. Yeah, Alexandra. I'm drawing Allie. a blank. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. She, you know, and Liz Ruvain came and, you know, we had – of course, Lois Held and, and Roberta, but we all really discussed what it was about us that maybe was missing in what we were doing. So the network and the community started, and then it just kept growing. And as you see, you know, you wouldn't have your show at that point. There was no table for two. There was no table for two. This is our sixth, sixth season. I joined halfway through five, I halfway remember. through the first. I remember. I remember because I came on and you had Elon and Abby Wolin. Remember? Oh, my God. Yeah, Abby, not too shabby. Yeah, that'll be great. Thank you. <laughs> it was really early on. So it's so – I just want to thank you, Naomi, um, for being an MC extraordinaire. No, and not you. just that, but you have a lot of marketing insight. You have your – you're on the pulse of what's happening. Not bad for a kindergarten teacher, right? Who knew? Kindergarten. I think you learn everything in kindergarten. Isn't there yeah. a book about that? Well, when everything you, I need to know, I learned in kindergarten. kindergarten. Yes. Um, yeah. It's a skill. I started right here on the Lower East Side teaching kindergarten. CK, I have a question for you. One so all those kindergarten teachers, don't give up. You yeah. never know where you're going to be. Where you're going to be. I love kin. That's my first love is kindergarten teaching right here at the MTJ and then at the Education Alliance. CK, didn't you go to MTJ? You yeah. did? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And was I Mora there when you were there? No. Uh, I, was, I was long gone, probably. I'm way older than him. Um, yeah, so um, 
No, you really have. Thank um, you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't been know there, you know, looking out for us, uh, critiquing, right. which is I, really important. Yeah, I say it like how it is. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm actually like, my personality is very like the nice Midwest girl because, you know, I'm from the uh, suburbs of Chicago. But nevertheless, being in New York, these amount of years that I have, um, you know, it's helped. Been here now 15 years. I'm here 25. Okay. Oh, I got man. 10 years on me. So maybe ah. in 10 years. But um, this whole thing. You'll say it how it is. Yeah. You know, really what started with Kosher Feast is because I had gone to other conferences for mom bloggers because yeah. that's really where right, I started. You need to tie that in, Esty. People, Esty's an amazing mummy blogger. And I'm just going to, she gets Thank flown you. by Disney to go to Disney World to blog about Disney. That's how big Esty is. Okay. Let's put things into perspective. And it's who you know. It's, it's yeah. actually the beauty of these opportunities comes from meeting people in person, making a connection, and following up because you never know who might have a, have a need to have somebody go uh, to an event. And that the trip was actually for the opening of Fantasyland, the new Fantasyland in Magic Kingdom. It was phenomenal. Those experiences, but as a mom blogger who just so happens to be kosher, they were accommodating. So I always have a high respect for these big mainstream companies and corporations who didn't mind. You know, look at Aitam Barnett. It's okay. You're kosher, so come on the Food Network. You know, and other people, uh, Dini Delivers, and people really making those connections in mainstream. Amy Kreitzer, What You Want to Eat. She's working, I see, with Pottery Barn. You know, there's a crossover. Okay, so mom blogger, but also kosher feeder in the home, right? So, um all of these things contribute to why Kosher Feast had to start because I, as an attendee of BlogHer, which I'm sure you've heard of, it's a major what mom, is it? Blog? major mom blog conference. I don't know anything about it. Tell, tell so me. this conference is huge. It's and called it, Blog Her, her for, instead of yes, Blogger. It's get it? BlogHer. Okay. And I have to give a shout out to Beth Rosen. Oh, your sister. Oh, my gosh. She's the one that told me to start a blog. She said, show your story. Because I'm not, I didn't grow up religious at all. It happened in my 30s. So there's a story there, obviously. Oh, what's, what happened all those 30 years? Well, you'll have to read the blog to find out. Primetimeparent.com. Primetime, prime time. You know, look what Eitan said. Don't give up on your dreams. In my 30s, I switched my whole life around, started keeping kosher, traded in my pants for skirts, my, th my family thought I was nuts, really. And they worried most about, guess what, eating out at restaurants. Where are we going to eat? Because that's a big Jewish thing. We always went out to restaurants all the time. It was Even if Jewish but not kosher, we still have the not same kosher. culture. But now I had to introduce, well, kosher is cool. Really? Where are we going to go? You know, in those days, you have to think back. This is 2002. We don't have what we had today, right? No. Even in the Chicago area, you had to go all the ways to West Rogers Park to get a slice of pizza. Nothing like what we have today, which right. you follow Naomi's feed and feed yourself because, you know, you're showing the world. St. Louis, who knew they had stuff? I mean, that's not far from me. Six hours, I could drive there. But this whole transition, and my husband is so funny because he's also in his family, the only one. <laughs> he became observant later in life. And when our parents met each other for the first time, they said, so will you, if she marries my son, will they go out to restaurants? <laughs> you know, that was the conversation. Where are we going to eat? But thankfully, the food scene has evolved. It is gourmet. It's fascinating. I mean, pomegranate, you know, and, and 
pomegranate, breadberry, gomeglat, seasons, all of them. Yeah, errands, you know, you could get almost everything. Look at that Indian place in uh, Stanford, Navaratna. I mean, who knew? That's what St. Louis has an Indian kosher oh. place, and so does so does Seattle. Right. Because the, it's easy to, to keep a Indian restaurant kosher. It is. <coughs> it's fascinating. So, again, oh gosh, it's all I vegetarian. Yeah, no, I've had this cough for weeks. Poor thing. She needs some chicken soup. I need some chicken soup. Right away. Any cures for the common cold. I know. Cold. There's no more Grand There's deli. no time for you to have a cold. Remember okay? the Grand Deli or Ratner's? Oh, Ratner's, I couldn't get chicken soup. I could get an onion soup, but yeah. The classic deli. So, again, this, this blog her, I was the only one there. My kosher meal was somewhere lost in the ovens of the hotel. And, you know, I was the, it was a Shabbos also. So I stayed in the hotel and I walked up and down the stairwell. So there's many stories of people doing that in the mainstream. But most importantly is... I saw how brands were getting people together around big events. So why couldn't it be when Kosher Fest is really the biggest event for all the foodies, right? Like, I don't think there's anything else out there. Make an event around it. So that's what we created. And it's now, it sells out every year. And people who come have grown and been in Wall Street Journal. I mean, look at Honey Applebaum. Look Honey at Applebaum, rock star. Wow, Wall Street Journal, talking about gefilte fish. You know, the main uh, twice, Instagram. Twice. Yeah, twice. Twice on the Wall Street Journal. Genius. You know, so kosher is not just, you know, it's so funny because I watched you in Memphis, was it? And you showed the kosher section. <laughs> yeah, I walked through the kosher section. And it's those typical. Kroger's. Right. Oh, Kroger, which. Oh. Or schnucks, 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 schnucks in St. Yeah. Louis yeah. also. Yeah. But they're getting it. Like, but they can get it more, right? So that's why we have to keep doing what we're doing. Oh, Jamie Geller and Winn-Dixie. Oh, yes. That's yes. Winn-Dixie gets it. Shout out and kisses to Jamie. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so here we're setting the trends. People like you, you're noticed by mainstream brands. People want you to come to their places when you're sharing a story. And that's what this network of bloggers and food people and chefs and cookbook authors and the brands that want to reach them, that's what Kosher Feast is about. So if you're a blogger, now we're not talking like www.ozzygourmet, <laughs> et cetera, or, right, you don't have to have the website. You can be an Instagram blogger. That's what I'm going to Instagram gonna, is a platform. Uh, an Instagram blogger. So we're, we're calling, we're calling, and we'll, we'll talk about that to Melinda about, about the, blo- the conference in a few minutes, we'll get Melinda on the line. But so in the morning, there's the I call it Melinda's conference. The the Jewish Melinda food, Kitchen Dash tested, but it's Jewish Jewish food media Jewish conference. media conference, formerly Kosher Food Bloggers, Bloggers Conference. Exactly. Okay, and then in the evening, it becomes. Let's clarify everything. In the evening, it then turns into Kosher Feast, where Esty as said that where everybody who's in the food media industry gets to connect with each other and. Uh, certain companies, and if you know of a company, it's not too late. We are still right. they are still taking sponsorships. Absolutely, they want to come in and and right. work and connect with bloggers on a private level, on a smaller level. Right. Kosher Fest the next day is big and huge, and people flying from all over the world. It's very hectic. It's a little bit smaller, it's more, more intimate. intimate. It's the you know, so you can come to that. So we start off our morning with Melinda. We end our day off with Esty at Kosher Feast. Now. It's going to be at the Brooklyn's Children's Museum. I want to, Jewish we, Children's Museum. What did I say? The Jewish Children's, Jewish Children's Museum, Museum in Brooklyn. In, in Crown Heights. In Crown Heights. 
And and when Esty and I was helping Esty out with some planning and we kind of like got together at my house. I think yes. I made shakshuk and so sourdough. Yes. Best kind of meetings. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and we were saying like, we're too big for a restaurant. You know, the restaurants cannot really hold the crowd. We're up to 120 people. We want to have move movement. We want people to literally physically move around the room and network. Absolutely. Right? But we're too big for a catering hall. We don't need. The Eden, too small. Eden Palace in, in Williamsburg or no. the Sands. We're, we're right. like somewhere in the middle. So we, I know that like this idea hit me that, you know, a lot of events happen in museums. I've gone with my husband to some events for his Abs- his yeah. his profession in, in um, at museums. So like, why don't we make it at the museum? Night at the museum. Let's have a night at the museum. And then I thought, I bet you they have an AV room or something that we can have the – Melinda's portion, the Jewish Food Media Conference, and it can all be at one place. And then I thought, Jewish, Brooklyn Children's Museum, and it's in Crown Heights, and that's where the world's best food is. The best. So, outside of your shalim, I'm just saying. Um, And then it kind of all came together so beautifully. Melinda loved the idea. The rabbi liked the idea. Honey up for bam. Help put it all together right. because connected us. the brother, the library was built in her brother's yeah. memory. Yep. So um, it just all we went to visit together. All came very meaningful. It was very it was meaningful. an amazing way that it came to get together. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit now to Melinda, but Honey Honey Greenbaum from Honey Greenbaum Events. Um, she is uh, coordinating the room. We had to pick just the right caterer absolutely um and we spoke to some amazing caterers and each one gave us a proposal but but we liked really working with levy fagan know the crowd um <laughs> and we are going from what a uh, one table one table catering. one catering follow them wait till you see what they have we it's have fantastic. an amazing menu get your tickets now right. and i just want to add one thing in between the kosher, uh, the jewish food media conference and kosher feast there will be an opportunity with maspia Alex Rappaport, to help put together packages that will be used for the people in need. You know, they filled millions of people, not just Jewish people. So you'll be able to come and do a mitzvah, partake partake in Masbiah. Absolutely. And and work with Masbiah as well as learn and educate yourself at the Jewish Food Media Conference. And then feast in the evening. Feast and connect and, and really. And then the next day is two more days of... Uh, kosher fest coming up and it's really just something very 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 special we're on the phone yeah hey melinda okay this hey is hey guys hey mel how you feeling honey oh just dandy oh man <laughs> well rufu was shalema everybody on the air knows you're not feeling well and oh, you left me thanks. stranded in manhattan yeah just joking <laughs> no they know I that they love to come in you know i always love our our um our days we I always know. make it more than just no, the radio you show. sit tight you get better because we need you to get better. We've got the food conference coming up in <laughs> yeah. a couple of weeks, so we need you to get your strength back. <laughs> um, Won't be a problem. Okay, so um, Esty and I were just filling everyone in about the the uh, the history of the uh, kosher feast mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, talking a little bit about that and building up all the hype and the food and the and the reasons why everybody needs to come to this that in the industry and in that wants industry. to be in the industry or, or just, you know, Meet all your fellow foodies. Yeah, for sure. Um, but let's talk about the one of the most important things. You know, we love the the um, 
the food part and we love the connecting part and then it, but really let's talk about the educational component of the day. I call these three things mm-hmm. the kosher trifecta. Yeah. The Jewish Food Media Conference, Kosher Feast and Kosher Fest. We've got three things going on in one week. Amazing. Um, let's talk about the history of the Jewish Food Media, formerly known as Kosher, the kosher Food Bloggers Conference. Okay, exactly. So, so t- talk about a little bit about the history. Well, it all began, Naomi, with your cousin and myself, <laughs> which I love. Shelly! Um, uh, big shout out to Shelly Serber. The two of us, uh, I guess it's six years ago at this point, or even more than that, were uh, actually commiserating about how there really wasn't this community within our um, you know, within our kosher uh, blogger world, there were most of the bloggers, I mean, many of the bloggers hadn't even started yet. This was still really early on in the kosher blogger game. Was there and Instagram we yet? starting no. to meet. There was no Instagram yet. No, there was no was, Instagram at that point. It was basically um, www.whatever. <laughs> Twitter and Facebook. And Facebook. So the two of us had noticed that outside of the Jewish world and the kosher world, you know, we had met some really great bloggers through Facebook that we were building these communities with and building, like I knew I was building Kitchen Tested with all these bloggers that weren't in my my Jewish world, which was fine, and there's some amazing friends that I've made, but I realized it was something that was missing from our Jewish world, within specifically for bloggers. So we decided we're going to put together a conference. We're going to get everyone together in one room, and we're really going to focus on branding because especially at the beginning of your blog, it's what do I even want from this? Is this a hobby? Is this going to be a job? Do I want to make this full time? How do I make money doing this? What is SEO? Because <laughs> really, like, I still don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and there's so many people when you start out, you know, it's really a question of how do I get started? So we put together the first. Uh, kosher food bloggers conference and uh, it was a great success i was really i didn't know what to expect or who would be there just starting to meet all these people and it really was so much fun that i couldn't help we couldn't i just i had to do it again and that's really where it started was realizing that this many people and it was i think around like 60 people that were there wanted to learn more about how to grow their blogs and their businesses and that's where it all begins like, what kind of speakers do you have? So, in the past, I mean, we've had speakers, you know, we've had photography speakers, and we've had, again, people talk about um, search engine optimization, how to get people to come to your blog, what is your brand, thinking of um, even as things like the name of your blog, right? The name of nowadays, even with Instagram and everything else, it's figuring out how to brand yourself, how to, um, things like about writing cookbooks and doing video shoots. Uh, it's really run the gamut, but it's really, again, it all it all comes back to different ways of building your brand and making money doing it. Making money, yes. Making money, which, and you know what, what it comes down to is when you put in the effort and you put in the time and you're helping other people, it's nice to be rewarded for it. Right. And the reward comes, obviously, from when we hear from people and they tell us when they love our recipes and when we're really changing people's perspective on, on the kitchen. But it also, it's really nice when you're putting that much effort in to, you know, to actually get paid. It's a job. Uh, no, I love it. You know, mm-hmm. people say, why are you busy so Instagram all the time? I'm like, during the day, I'm like, because it's my job. You're busy with your job during the day. I'm busy with my job and my job part of it. Huge part of it is Instagram. And yeah, monetize and what's really your interesting Instagram. is I just had a conversation with someone yesterday who I reached out to on Instagram, someone I've never spoken to. I've actually been following her for a little while, and I, and I reached out and said, hey, you're going to Kosher Fest. 
And she's like, you know, I, I never really thought about it. And we had this whole conversation. We switched over to WhatsApp from Instagram just so we could really have a right, deeper right. conversation. What'd you say? No, right. No, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things that I asked her, I really actually asked her, you know, I was telling her all these ideas that I, even I had of ways she could make money. I had no clue. I didn't ask her, are you making money with what you're doing? And it turns out that she said to me, oh, I'm not actually making money with what I do yet, but I'd like to. There's right. It. That's it. And I said, you know what, beyond Kosher Fest, you've got to come to the conference because when you know, going to Kosher Fest, that, we love walking around, meeting mm. with brands, hanging out with our you know, fellows in our industry and, T- taking and making selfies and yeah. just having fun and, and just being on Instagram. It's just such a fun word, especially like for the three of us. It's also you know, promoting our sponsors for our events. Um, but for someone coming to Kosher Fest who's within our world, it's so great the day before meeting everybody. Right. Knowing who you're going to see and also knowing before you walk into Kosher Fest, how am I going to present myself to the brands that are standing behind those tables? Mm-hmm. Right. And that to me is what's so important is knowing what you want from your, whether it's a job or a hobby, knowing what you want from it so that when you talk to these different brands and especially with new products out, that you can introduce yourself and, and sell yourself and make yourself valuable to them. No, it's 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 true, and I really hope. You know, this is open to anyone. You know, mm-hmm. these are not kosher fest mm-hmm. is for professionals and people in the industry. Yeah, right. And they're making it much tougher this year than they've ever done before for the mm-hmm. press, for the for for the press or for anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want they don't want people just coming in to the world's biggest kiddish. To fresh, to yeah. fresh, a fresh fest. <laughs> yeah, they want you in the industry, legit, yeah. and they're going to check you out. If yeah. you're in the industry, kosherfest.com. It's a place to go. Oh, absolutely. But but for for this event, for Jewish Food Media Conference, and why did you switch the name, Melinda? So last, so before this year, it was the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference, and we I, we took a hiatus last year. I took a hiatus from the event, was doing construction, and there was just a lot going on. And what ended up happening was that so many people were reaching out and saying, what's happening to the conference? Are you going to do it again next year? And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it again. And what I realized is over the course of that full year that we took a break, Instagram has become everything. I mean, it is boss. It is like, it's the boss. It is. It's just, you know, it's such a huge part. It's not even just, oh, I'm a blogger and I have an Instagram account. Instagram is where people are, you are using Instagram as their blog. So I realized that calling it a kosher food bloggers conference not only sets us, you know, makes it small where it, it's only for people who consider themselves to have a blog, whereas maybe they're just on Instagram and looking to grow there. Um, but it also, by calling it kosher versus Jewish, uh, I'm closing it, I was closing it off to people who maybe, you know, who were saying, well, do I, am I kosher enough for you? Do I, I don't keep kosher, but, but I, you know, the recipes that I make are all Jew. You know, I, I live a life where I don't keep kosher, but I'm traditional or I'm Jewish in this way or that. Like, there was just... It was too closed in with that word kosher. Right, and people thought only Heimish food or Chavis Roll. Or <laughs> it's open to anyone who's in the Jewish, in Jewish world. Yeah. yeah. It was also very funny because speakers in the past, we've had speakers who weren't Jewish before, never an issue. And I've had people who've asked, like, is it okay if I come if I'm, am I not kosher? Right. And I kind of giggle a little bit because yeah. I'm like, of course. But really the name was making people feel like maybe they couldn't come. Right. We, we, wanna, we want everyone to feel welcome to come. I think mm-hmm. that's great. And I think, you know, if you're thinking, even if you're thinking about it, you just want to learn. Mm-hmm. 
You know, this, oh, yeah. this is the event for you. The and day for you. For, there's no rule. I don't have it like a, you know, you have to have a certain number of followers or have been doing this for a certain amount of time. You could have, you want to have, you're on Instagram, you have 200 followers, but you know this is a, something you want to build on. You want to turn this into a full-time job. You want this to be a hobby that can make a little bit of money. Or even if you just, you just want to learn more or, you know, if you're in our industry and you want to meet more people in our industry. No, I in, a, think- in a smaller setting where it's not kosher fest is incredible, but it's huge. So it's it's an effort to find your friends sometimes. You know, even I know. Naomi, we walk around together and we lose each other and we know <laughs> each other. So imagine trying to find. I remember the first year I went to kosher fest, and um, it was Leah Shapira from Cook Kosher, now from um, Between Carpools. And there was I remember, and that's actually when I met Hani Applebaum from Busy in Brooklyn, also. And it was this whole like, how do we all find each other? We, we had no clue, and I, I wanted to meet Leo. We've had all these great conversations, and it was big, big effort back then, especially to find each other through, in this huge room. So having this event where we can all see each other before and suddenly our faces are all recognizable. And the truth is, this is one more thing even to add, that we grow as bloggers or as social media influencers when we work together. Right. There should so, be no jealousy. There should be none of that. And yeah, there is just, none of we that. We build each other we up. We build each That's, other up. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, there's an expression in real estate. Um, it's called retail gravitational pull, mm-hmm. right? So if you have a store, just say in the Bowery, that's one store that has a, uh, that sells lighting, right? Mm-hmm. No one's really going to come to the Bowery to look for a lighting store. Now, I'm using this for an example because it's real and I'm near the Bowery right now on the Lower East Side. <laughs> there are 15,000 million trillion lighting stores on the Lower, on the Lower East Side at the Bowery. Mm-hmm. Because you create a whole bunch of stores, it becomes a destination yeah. and you come. So basically, it's the same thing. We build each other up, just like the lighting stores do. We build each other up and you find the right person that works for you. Not every lighting store has the right lighting for your house. Not every blogger is the right blogger for your Mm -hmm. company. Am I making a good analogy here? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more than that too. Right, you want want to connect with the right person for your black brand there's mm-hmm. so many people to choose from they're all there people are going to want to come mm-hmm. but the difference with a lighting store is that you want to leave with one light to go hang up in your house right whereas here there's no never really especially not just for brands but if you're just someone who is looking for recipes you don't need one website to find recipes you want to find recipes on multiple websites right, you have but, variety right no but my point is it's one location to meet all these all the, oh, all the sure. different sites. Staff shopping. Right, it's the good. retail gravitational pull. You mm-hmm. come to the area, and the area is? Yeah. And you're going to find. Kosher, kosher, yeah. kosher food, Jewish food media and <laughs> kosher feast, I guess. Yes, with that for sure. Yes, you're, you're going to be there. And especially, well, you know, if there, with any brands listening, it's that same thing where we, when we look for sponsors, it's not, <clears throat> we're not taking advantage of, any, of anyone. We're not saying give us your money and then nothing happens. We're bringing in these brands. Because everyone is in one place. All the people that you as a brand were, were searching through Instagram for or calling it one blogger and saying, hey, can you help me? Here you go. Here's a silver platter of 75 to 100 um, social media influencers that actually want to work with brands. Here you go. Right. And the email won't get deleted from your press release. Yeah. Now you have a name and a connection. And a exactly. face. A beautiful face. Yes. Exactly. Oh my gosh, that's a big one too. Is when people do sponsor and they, you know, sometimes they're like, "Okay, I'm just going to go throw something in the swag." I'm like, "You should come too." Mm-hmm. 
So that to. there's not just that, that food in the swag bag, but your face is now connected with that. And you introduce yourself as the person with that product in the swag bag, and everyone will recognize that face. And then assuming that you've got that booth at Kosher Fest the next day, that relationship builds a day later. It's not even just waiting for them to get a hold of you or, or things like that. They're literally your face-to-face for three days in a row. Right. Love it. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. It's yeah. great. It's a great, great, great event. We encourage people to come. Mel, you go mm-hmm. first. Tell everyone how you get tickets for Jewish Food Media because they're selling like hotcakes. Oh, this is October. Really this good. is airing. This is October twentieth. Um, okay, people, you're listening to this October twentieth. Yes, the that's tickets right. are going crazy. We don't have probably at this point not many left. Uh, we still have a little bit of space. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> but we have our early bird going on right now. And no, that's you don't. The best, early birds. What times? What date does the early bird end, Mel? Uh, the last Remember, today's day, October twentieth. Uh, the last day of October. The last so, day of October is the yeah. early bird. Okay, yeah. so we get that in, peeps. Yes, JewishFoodMedia.com. Okay, and let's just say one more thing. Mm-hmm. The conference is November thirteenth. Yeah. I don't think we ever said that. <laughs> oh, that's funny, yeah. the conference. We know is, when it is, but yeah. you don't know when it is, Pete. Well, the co- it's it's the same day as Kosher Feast, so I don't know if you guys mentioned that, um, but they are. We are clearly the three of us working together to build an incredible day of education and leading right into just like a monster, amazing, delicious food social scene where everyone can then, um, you know, actually talk it out and talk to brands and talk, you know, just really make friends and have fun and eat really good food. Really good just food. Really good food. With, I don't know if you guys mentioned Maspia. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. man. Uh, with Maspia in between. So you get to, to get an education, talk to new people, and do a mitzvah. So yeah. everybody wins. No, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's jewishfoodmedia.com, and right there at the top it says register. So you can't miss it. And SD. Kosher yes. Feast. How do, how do people find out about Kosher Feast? We have a group on Facebook that people can message. If you're interested and we don't have your email, please go to Kosher Feast on Facebook, and it will ask you if you join. This is for food people, you know, people in the industry. Also, you can email kosherfeast at gmail.com. There's an Eventbrite, right? There's, um... Where's the Eventbrite? Yeah, Eventbrite that gonna in, also. That's going to be in the group also, Yes, right? it's, there's going to be links on the oh, group. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. There's and links on, in the group. Exactly. And oh. on Instagram, Kosher Feast. <gasps> Kosher Feast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kosher Feast on Instagram. Yeah. That's, you you're can very sign up there. on Instagram. It's good. I love it. We love yeah. Instagram. Uh, I posted a little from Kosher, on Kosher Feast when I was away this summer. Um, yeah, sometimes we have takeovers. Yeah. You know what? Even that's become really big. I've been doing a lot of takeover recipes for different companies. It's, this is where this, this is your is chance to meet to meet people and to meet companies that may want to work with you. So yeah, yeah. And, and you also, get to be with know, us when we're, when we're educating. One of the things we will be talking about is these different ideas of how to work with brands through Instagram, through blogging. Because a lot of times we go into this and go, I have no idea how to make that money. And, you know, right now specifically, like you said, with Instagram takeovers, it's just one really great example of how of how brand, brands and bloggers can work together. Okay. So on Instagram specifically, it's being able to approach someone with a brand and, and give them the idea, right? It's, I remember, I can't remember who it was who said it a few years ago, one of the conferences, that you want to give the brand the ideas, not say, hey, I want to work with you, but here's what I want to do to build your business. Here's what I and can he, do for you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, exactly. It's giving them the value of working with you. So a great example of that would be, you know, it's Naomi Nachman saying to that company, I do Instagram takeovers and I do them all the time and look up how they benefit those companies. Let's do that together. So that's just a great example of uh, one of the things that we'll be talking about at the conference and one of the things that you can then take into Kosher Feast and Kosher Fest when you're, you know, when you're know, working it. When you're walking around. And also, yeah. it doesn't end there. We keep in touch. We are active on our groups, on our Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love the groups. Right. We want, to, we want you to share your success with us, mm-hmm. you know, after the conference and all year round, you know. Uh, you know, I love those Facebook groups because they become people's, like, family. Some of them have put out Support too much network. personal stuff. <laughs> they put out too much personal stuff. Settle down, people. Well, Settle down. Both Kosher Feast and the Jewish Food Media groups are very happy groups. Yeah, there's not really a lot of crazy that happens. Right, in not to, and, there's and a it, lot of happy groups out there, and it's just also keeping track of everything that's being posted and yeah. making sure it's all professional and and it's cheerleading. Someone who's done well, like when Hani um, was on the Wall Street Journal, or Srili Srili Edelman became mm-hmm. pastrami king, right? The brisket, the brisket king. king. Sorry, <laughs> pastrami. Oh, you know why I said pastrami because on the Downtown Manhattan, there's a restaurant called Pastrami King. Oh, how funny. Well, he does make it. I don't even know if it's kosher, but I know there is one. (laughs) Yeah, so brisket, the brisket king, or, you know, when someone does something, like, everyone really cheers each other on, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's really phenomenal that that it's such a great industry. with Aton recently? Aton, oh, my God. exciting. Mel, you should have. Aton was on the show at the beginning. You'll hear, well, when the show airs, you'll hear it. (laughs) That's what it's for. Like you said, no jealousy. Support your people. Be happy for them. And you never know. They may need someone to replace them somewhere, like, to go do a, a demo somewhere. This is what the network is about, right? Yes. You know? Yes, Good absolutely. relationships amongst the group and with the community and the brands. Yeah. yeah we're all big fans of, uh, clearly we're all big fans of this day. We want everyone to be there too. Yeah. No it, matter how big or small, as a, long as you're within our industry and you want to learn and you want to meet other people in the industry and build your, your company, whatever that may be. Fantastic. You should be there. Be there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Melinda. And, yeah. feel and two years ago, two years ago, ZK and I went down as part of the Nachum Siegel Network and we interviewed all these great bloggers, right? Remember that, ZK? I can't believe that's two years ago already. Um, so this year it's in uh, Brooklyn. We look forward to meeting and greeting and tweeting and well, what's the expression? Meet, greet, tweet? Repeat. Repeat. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we look forward to seeing... We look forward to seeing everyone there. But this yes. has been a great show. Yes. Aitan Banath really and Melinda fun. Strauss, Misty Berkowitz in Thank the house you. right there Thank with you. me in the hot seat. Um, mm-hmm. Always fun to have these friends and colleagues uh, in the studio with us. Um, yeah, ZK, I can't believe we're well into October. It's, it's going fast. Uh, we've got music sponsored by our friends at Kenham coming up. But first we have the Erev Shabbat show with Mark Zomik, which is going to air uh, right after this, and it also airs on Thursday. Um, if you've missed any of our shows, you can watch them on the watch or listen to them on YouTube on our Nachum Siegel Net channel or on our app anytime on the go. Nachum Siegel app, or and this is Table for Two. So let's sign off, wishing you all Shabbat Shalom, and see you next week. Happy cooking.